Time to hunker down, time to toughen up, time to get back to basics. Oh, no, no, it's time for a change. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams I cover in this city. This team has an offense that's in distress, that's in crisis. Usually you want to watch that kind of phrasing when you're talking about the NFL. I find myself being more guarded in how I write and speak about the NFL way more than the other sports. The reason is the games themselves feel so huge in the moment. Believe it or not, this was even true in the empty stadiums last year through the peak of the pandemic. There's something about the National Football League the lower number of games, the immense popularity, the massive, passionate following, not just in Pittsburgh, everywhere. More in Pittsburgh, but also everywhere. And you feel that when you're covering it. You feel it. And you can also feel like when a coach does something stupid, when a wide receiver makes a drop, when a block gets missed resulting in a sack, that it's the biggest thing in the world. Especially if it directly impacts the outcome of that Sunday's game. And in turn, there can be a reaction that goes out of whack with reality. I've been guilty of that myself in both directions. In both directions, meaning things can go extremely well and you can lose your sense of proportion there. So I try to be careful using words like the ones I just used. But I'm sorry. Here we are now, a handful of days after the loss to the Bengals, almost two weeks after the loss to the Raiders, three weeks since the offense did virtually nothing against the Bills until later on once the defense and the special teams had kind of set the stage for them. For the most part, it's been the same offense through all three games. And it's in crisis. No exaggeration, no hype. The quarterback is 39 years old, obviously not an opinion, not a dig, either at or near the end of his career. That in and of itself is a franchise-level crisis. The wide receivers, except for one, Juju Smith-Schuster, aren't catching the ball. Also a problem. The running back in whom they just invested a first-round pick, has nowhere to run. 
he does things okay in space, occasionally great in space, but there is no space. And then we get to the offensive line, and you've heard me enough on that subject. Crisis. All-out crisis. This portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is Brought to you by Point Park University. Choose from nearly 100 career-focused programs leading to bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees. Choose when and how you'd prefer to do that studying, whether it's at Point Park's gorgeous downtown Pittsburgh campus, whether it's online. Maybe a flexible hybrid format works best. Find out more about all of this at pointpark.edu. This was Ben Roethlisberger's assessment of the state of the offense yesterday on the south side yeah i mean football is the ultimate team sport um we can sit and look at the the performances and you know we're only as good as our last one and you look at it and uh there were a couple plays a couple plays here a couple plays there um penalties missed throws missed catches just whatever it may be that that kind of that that hurt us you know and i think the the penalties obviously you can talk about that I and mean, we had some big plays that got called back that would have either sustained drives or got a drive going uh that when you put yourself you know, behind the chains at first and 20 or second and whatever it is, it's, it's hard to overcome. And so I really just think it's, it's, there's not this one big glaring thing. It's just a little thing here, a little thing there, which I think is um, why we can be encouraged as, a, as an offense that, um, you know, it's, it's not that far off. Yeah, it's, it's everybody. It's everything. It's a really big problem. They can tell themselves, as they appear to have done, consistently now for a couple of weeks that this is all just a miss here, a miss there, a block that didn't go right, an execution of a catch or a run that didn't go right, a misread by Ben that next time he'll get it right. But I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it. And you know why I'm not seeing it? Because I haven't seen it. Meaning I haven't even seen the flashes yeah, there was one really good drive against the Bengals. There was a decent drive against the Raiders. And there was one kind of half-the-field okay drive against the Bills. That's what I've seen. I haven't seen a team that's just occasionally misfiring the way the Steelers appear. Content to be painting this externally, but, you know, that starts internally. Somebody is telling these players, all of whom come to us with the same message, that this is just a play away. Just a knee right there. Just when we get that one thing, it's going to be okay. No. No. And the reason for that is, cue it up, here it comes again. The offensive line can't block. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go with the planning session that follows that sentence. There's nowhere to go. If you're serious in recognizing, in acknowledging that this offense is in a crisis state, you will react by replacing one or more of those offensive linemen not just Zach Banner if he continues to practice as he did yesterday and manages to get pulled off IR, which hasn't happened yet. 
but you would look at getting B.J. Finney, a fifth-year NFL veteran, onto that field. You'd even consider Rashad Coward, Joe Haig, or perish the thought, if there's anyone out there available through any form, we keep talking about free agents, go, go get somebody from another team. You know, you can't tell me that out of 32 teams and their main rosters being available for trade and their practice squads having offensive linemen on them, that none of them, not one of them, would perform better than what we've seen from the Steelers group in these first three weeks? I don't care about their potential. Not now. Not now. Their potential is not going to keep my quarterback from getting hit a dozen times Sunday afternoon in Green Bay. That help has to come now. The Steelers are sitting on their hands telling themselves, yeah, we'll get there, you know, coach them up. It's going to be a challenging week for us coaches, as Mike Tomlin was saying Tuesday. That's nonsense. What they lack are football players on the offensive line. Accomplished, ready-to-start football players. When we come back, just one question. It's time for Just One Question. That's brought to you always on this program by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George. LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who filed for workers' comp, who need assistance with medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Corey has today's J1Q, and he says, On Wednesday's episode, you clearly stated that the only thing that matters is winning. Winning right now. You made great points about getting players out of competitive play because they aren't being productive. I agree. To that end, why is it okay to pull a Major League Baseball ace starting pitcher when he's getting shelled? or a number one goaltender when it's simply just not his night in stopping the puck, but the overarching mentality of football is to stick with the starting quarterback no matter what. I'm not suggesting platooning the most important position in sports, but with only 17 opportunities to win a game, why is the idea of a reliever helping the team so unthinkable? Good stuff. Good stuff. That actually should have just been the whole segment. Corey... There's a culture issue when it comes to a lot of different things in sports. Why do they do this? Why do they do that? If you want to go back to baseball, why does the closer only pitch the ninth inning instead of the inning where he's most needed? Why does the hockey coach not go with his backup goalie in the third overtime of a playoff game when the backup goalie's sitting there totally rested, you know? These are the kinds of things, like, you can do that in any sport. In football, it takes a lot to pull a franchise quarterback. You will see 
starting quarterbacks get pulled maybe a little bit more often than what you're describing. So I'm wondering if you're referring principally here to the Steelers because there are teams like, let's say, just to pick on them, the Bears, who haven't had a quarterback since Jim McMahon. They can move their guys in and out. You don't even notice, you know, if Mitch Trubisky's in the game and then gets yanked, like that's the tree falling in the forest. It's not a big deal. But when it's a franchise quarterback, you're dealing with lots of repercussion. Why? Culture. Culture. The quarterback is treated in every way by the franchise, hence the term, as royalty. It's an established position. It's a status. And all you have to do here Corey is think about what would happen? What would the reaction be? I'm not going to lie to you. There have been games that I've covered, not so much this season, but last season for sure. The one in Cincinnati really stands out where the Steelers just couldn't move the ball. And Ben looked like he was doneer than done. And I had at least allowed it to cross my mind that he could get pulled on merit that night at Paul Brown Stadium. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. But in having it cross my mind, I'd already begun to picture the scope of the column that would have to be written. Because this would be a momentous occasion this would be, I mean, think about it. This would be the end of Ben Roethlisberger's career. We still talk four decades later about how Terry Bradshaw's career ended or other great players, We, especially when it's a quarterback. This would be the end, or at least the beginning of the end, of a legendary Pittsburgh career. That's a heck of a thing to witness in the context of just a regular old National Football League game. It's a big, big thing. And I don't believe that it's something that you would see in mid-game at any stage of the remainder of Ben's career because you're not going to want to see Mike Tomlin or anyone else in the organization associated with something of that magnitude appearing to be an insult to someone who's achieved so much here. I mean, they would deny this up, down, and sideways if they would ever talk about it, which of course they wouldn't. But it, it won't happen here. And you're right that it, it doesn't happen very often in football. And again, the reason for that is culture. That's just how it's always been. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. Let's do another one tomorrow. Mm-hmm.